0: I'm up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm backing up good vibrations. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Living Vibrations with myself, the host, Sarah Troy, and my guest today, Marion Baker, who happens to be a local BC lady. It's always nice when I get to interview somebody in my own backyard. Now, are you finding dating hard? Is finding love really, really hard and cynical in today's world? Well, you know, yes, it is, and it is. Yet you know, everybody has an experience everybody's fallen in love everybody's been jilted everybody's had issues and it is hard to trust again and it's hard to find that certain somebody and of course it all starts with first loving yourself and knowing who you are before you can invite somebody else to come into your life. But today we're going to be discussing Marion's journey on discovering where love is. Discover the keys to finding the relationship of your dreams and prepare to find it where you least expect it. And another statement I love what she thinks, you are who you sleep with. Mm, interesting. <laughs> we're going to have some good topic about that. So she struggled like many other women through the years of internet dating and came to her wits end tired of packing up the last remnants of dignity to leave yet another failed relationship was the only only months before the one-he was the one-and she was ready to give up single in her mid forties she didn't have a clue to the secret of a lasting relationship and she'd been looking for a long while. After interest in an alternate healing mes- methods, she spent a decade learning energy healing, doing workshops, courses, and reading every self-help book imaginable. She didn't know exactly what she was looking for, but after considerable time and effort, there was one thing for sure, nothing was changing. So she went and took transfer- trans. Transper- oh my goodness, transpersonal psychology. <laughs> I, I've got to get my tongue around that one today. And things started to change for her. So now, counseling programs, helping other people find that love and pattern and healing and, and everything else in life. She's here to tell you, you can find love. And what does Blind Green Couch got to do with it? Well, stay tuned because that story's going to come up later. Welcome to the show, Marion. Thank you so much, Sarah. It's a pleasure to be here. So, yes, dating. Um, at any age can be difficult. I've got kids, um, you know, anything from 25 to th- to 31, and still the dating scene eludes them. You know, trying to find that perfect love. You see mm-hmm. shows like The Bachelor and, um, you know, Paradise and, and all these other things and they're most of the time like a train wreck. Um, you know, and you're watching desperation unfold and all the things not to do.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: like, oh my god, they really did that on air. <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah,
1: you're talking about one of my guilty pleasures, I watch the show all Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Me too. It's it's a study in
0: human psychology. <laughs> But we really do um, look for love in all the wrong places, don't we?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we. I mean, the biggest reason is that, it's like, shows like The Bachelor, and you know, growing up when we were little girls, we all read the Disney stories and they lived happily ever after, <laughs> and all the romantic movies. They all paint this beautiful picture of, like, you know, people struggle with their love until they finally get together, and then you know everything's perfect. Yes. Like, well, hang on. Read the next <laughs> <I know>. chapter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ten it's years like, down the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because, um, yeah, it's, it, I mean, marriage and relationships is just another chapter with its own set of problems. It just mm-hmm. things don't suddenly become perfect just because you fall in love.
0: And if you don't take care of your problems, you're just bringing them to the relationship.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. That's the one thing I always tell. Women is, is that the biggest favor that you can do for yourself is go discover who you are. Yeah. You know, then you, can, then you can start asking for what you want.
0: And, you know, I want to find someone to love me to define who I am. You mm. know, if they love me, I'll learn to love myself. No,
1: mm. it doesn't work that yeah. way, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's another big misconception. I mean, it, it's not like you can't have a support, supportive partner that helps you. Yeah. In your discovery and that reflects back to you you know yes you know i i see these qualities in you or yeah you know i love you no matter what but yeah you, you really have to go on your own self-journey because the more that you you have to be able to accept those qualities and learn to love those things about yourself before you're going to let anybody else love them
0: and as we were talking about before the airing of the show perfection uh, you know, mm. stop trying to be perfect because what is perfection? And yeah. embrace your imperfections because that's what makes you perfect.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's like a. To me, imperfection comes with a guard. And mm. like, how can you connect with a guard? Yeah. You know, it's, it's when I'm I'm vulnerable with you, and I sh- and I share. You know, what I feel really scared right now, or I don't know how to do that. You know that that actually connects people. It brings them closer instead of you know. Oh yeah, look at me! I'm all shiny and perfect.
0: I think the greatest gift you can ever give anybody is your vulnerability
1: Mm -hmm. in trust,
0: you know, because that means that that trust that you're giving them um, is the supreme gift that you can give.
1: Yeah, I'm totally 100% with you there. Like That was probably my biggest lesson about learning to be in a relationship and why I struggled for so many years because I just couldn't let my guard down and let people in.
0: And, I mean, you, you can't blame women because, you know, they go through relationships where they've hurt. You know, they see some red flags. And, of course, what we don't realize is, is what we fear is what we attract. But, you know, we, we've been hurt and those battle scars are there. And we're so scared to invite the same thing again. We are unwillingly and unwittingly doing that.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely true. Like, um, like and like uh, the more things like that, the more that we let them reinforce our guard, and we the more that we keep telling ourselves, "Okay, I can't let that in. I can't let it in. I can't let it in." Or you know, something bad is going on. You know, the more we actually hold what we want at bay. Yeah. And so it's only when we can actually learn to be vulnerable that that all of that goes away. Like it, it's like it's a lesson that you'll keep learning and learning and learning, and it'll get bigger and bigger and bigger because it's actually calling for healing. Mm-hmm. You know, every every time you close the door or something, that's going to call for a bigger and bigger healing. And so you're going to keep getting more and more of what you fear.
0: So if somebody has been through a relationship where they have, you know, kind of been, quote, beaten up, um, mm-hmm. no matter whatever way, and they've come out kind of rather shell-shocked, and, you know, mm-hmm. so want to love again, but that trust factor is there, you know, um, you know um, the guard. You know, is there and you yeah. big, huge, you know, sumo wrestler god that's at the <laughs> gate there. Uh, you know, I mean, what what is it that kind of you should look for first? Is it somebody that perhaps you know the word respect be there? For, you know, before you even let love in through the door, you know, what would be the key that would help break down those barriers? Well,
1: the way that I address that in my book is I actually address it with the list. Mm-hmm. Like you know, how women have the list. And a lot of new age gurus tell you, oh, you know, write down what you want and you'll attract it. I, I say burn the list. You know, it doesn't matter if he's wearing Gucci shoes. It doesn't matter if he drinks red wine. You know, all, all those things really don't matter. I, I give women a new list, and I, I think this answers your question. Like if, for example, you're having a first date with somebody, the, the, list, the first question on the list is, how do I feel when I'm with this person? You know, mm-hmm. does this, do, I, do I feel like laughing do I enjoy myself, do I feel like moving closer, do I feel like moving away do I feel like having another date you know, do I feel like having a second date with this person and then further on down the road as you get to um, you know, share a little bit more about yourself and be more vulnerable you can see how you know, I've just shared something vulnerably how I feel about this person's response do I feel like this person has my best interests at heart mm-hmm. you know, those I think are the more important questions and, and, you know, and part of our own um, problem when, like, cause it's easy to call the guy the bad guy or he didn't respond in this way or he yeah. didn't do that way. But you know what? You teach people how to treat you.
0: Exactly. I mean, that is a really profound statement. We do. Um, and it's not going out and giving them a list of what I don't want from you. You know, it's mm-hmm. the list of what, you, what they do want. They, I mean, they really want to understand what can they do you know for you or to you that is going to make you desire them
1: yeah men just want to make women happy yes and we like I just read this book called women don't ask and and that's our biggest problem in relationships and that's one of the reasons that not the only reason but one of the women reason that women make less money than men is because you put a man in a negotiating situation where somebody says I'll give you this much the man says no way I want this much and a woman won't ask that, she'll just say, Okay. And so even in relationship and like that's a part of a big part of the problem is they A, they don't know who they are, they don't know what they want, so how can they ask? So, you know, all of those pieces of the puzzle have to culminate in me asking for my needs to be met here because this man doesn't can't read my mind. He doesn't know what they are. And so that's how part of how you teach people how to treat you.
0: You know, um we don't come with manuals.
1: Uh, (laughs) no exactly and you know and
0: and it's um you know i think we're drawn sometimes to people you know through chemistry or through need Mm. at the moment or through interest um but we may find out actually that we may not be compatible or we might you know be really really connected on one level and not on others you know um we have a, a tool called Life Fractal and it, it helps people actually understand who they are, you know, what mm-hmm. personality type they are, and uh, who are the best people in their lives to to be help them make decisions or be decision makers, or who are their allies, who are their participants. If you know who that person is in your life, in your game of life, then you don't actually have an expectation of them to fill a role that you know they're not designed to fill. Interesting. So, you know, the whole thing is, is that when we get into a relationship, we want that person to be all, to be yes. everything. But, yes. you know, they can't be because we're not designed to be. So no. it's find out what role they do play in your life and embrace this. That's really where you, you know, you can be completely open and that will be open. If they're not designed to be your deci- the decision maker for you, or, you know, they're only meant to be an ally in your life, a supporter who cheers you on, um, you know, that's okay. You know, and now it's not, but you don't help me make decisions or you don't help me do this. You don't, I'm not designed to do that. I'm here to love you, support you, you know, celebrate you, but I'm not here to be a part of your decision-making process because I'm not designed that way in, mm-hmm. in compatibility with your with your personality type. So, you know, I think we need to do more of that in our lives. So kind of understand who are we, what are we attracting? And when we have got somebody in our life, you know how do they fit into our lives? So you know how to communicate.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with you there. I think that's the, actually the the number one, first and foremost thing we should do is self discovery. Yes. How, how do we How do we know who we are and what we want unless we yeah. know we we learn to accept and explore who we are.
0: And then discovery of the person in your life. Why are you yeah. attracted to them? You know what is it? You know, yeah. uh, yes, we we get that chemistry, or you you may fall madly in love, and then you know life challenges you, and you realize that when that chemistry goes, or the, that love is being challenged, you know they they may not have the ability to be there to to face the that ordeal. Um, And so you you Mm -hmm. need to be prepared for for things like this. And we can do that. There's so many things out there today that we can do that. And I think when we go into partnership with anybody in a business, we're going to know who they are, what do they bring to the table, what's Mm -hmm. the greatest asset. You know, you don't just go in blindly. We shouldn't in relationships (laughs) either, should we?
1: Yeah, Absolutely. And, and I, you bring up a good point. With you know, who is this person in front of me, and where do our skills match, and where do they not match, and where do our interests match, and where don't they? And if they don't, if this person isn't going to meet those needs for me, how can I meet them myself?
0: Uh huh.
1: You know, it's time time to pull up your big girl panties and you know get and meet your own needs in ways that instead of expecting a relationship. Like I always tell a woman, you know, think of a relationship like a child. So you've been dating a person for a month. You've got a one-month-old child with you, like these there's you him, and this one-month-old child. So think about how wah, much you can wah, actually wah. rely <laughs> yeah. on that? Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So think about how much you can actually rely on a one-month-old child to meet your needs. Yes. You know, you can't. It's you that has to nurture the child. Yeah. So, so that's what I tell women: think, consider it that way, and then it gives you a better, different perspective on on getting your
0: needs met. And I think the other thing is recognizing in a relationship is that, you know, um, I can't give you the advice you need or, um, you, know, the, you know, that kind of support. I'm very happy for you to go and find somebody else who can and not bring jealousy or, you know, uh, ownership or control into the situation and realize that the more people, you know, this person has around them and helping them make those good decisions in life, the better it's going to be for the relationship.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I, I, um, I think that actually bringing your jealousy into the relationship in a different way than we're used to. Instead of, like you say, controlling. You know, I feel jealous, and so you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's sharing it. Mm-hmm. You know, I here, here's who, here's who I am right now because you're staring at that girl. I actually feel jealous, and and it feels bad, and then it gives the guy a chance to respond in the same way instead of. So if you're going to try and control his behavior guess what's going to happen yeah <laughs> so, exactly if you can just share who i am yeah. oh, I I don't Cross, know, crossing
0: your bad. arms and staring at him and saying wait to we get home isn't going to be quite the response that's going to be right you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: wait till you get home mister <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you know doing this homer simpson the hit on the head <laughs> 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 um, i mean a relationship i mean don't we all want that in life we we want a partner we want somebody yeah. that we can go through life with and that we can share you know our ups and downs our triumphs uh you know um i think kind of a mark of a wonderful relationship is when you can be in the same room each doing your own thing and join each other's company without saying a word
1: yes i love that it's and uh, it's funny because i've that's what i've actually had to learn to do with my husband that i couldn't do before mm-hmm. I, like after after the big you know shiny uh, glint wore off of, we're off I was always freaking out going oh my god this is this relationship is over we're just sitting here saying nothing this can't be right (laughs) and so I'd you know throw my hands in the air and run away screaming and I've learned to actually just settle into those lovely it's like now it's a lovely moment for me yeah oh it's nice just to sit here with you and not have to you know engage yeah it's nice
0: I mean because you know vibrationally you're in tune with each other you're there in that support with each other you don't have to have the physical or the dialogue you know um, it's even you know having each other's interests it's just making sure that those interests aren't put before the relationship
1: yeah yeah I mean and and that each each of you supports each other's dreams yes you know my, my husband isn't the kind of guy that wants to go water raft the Grand Canyon but I am mm-hmm. you know so he say you know go fill your boots and I'll go have a great vacation and come home even happier that I'm married to him yeah
0: exactly Mm -hmm. and that's you know that's a huge thing about it isn't it it's um, you know allowing you to go and do the things that you do and you come back feeling more complete and more accomplished and sharing that with them Mm -hmm. as opposed to dragging them along and they God I don't want to be here there's nothing (laughs) about this that interests me can we go home now
1: you know (laughs) exactly yeah how much fun is that
0: both of you exactly yeah. Exactly, so you know, and you know, I don't know. Do you find uh, with your practice that you know, young marriage or young relationships, obviously, it's so much more ethoric, isn't it? Uh, and and also, such more kind of physical as it is to when when people get older, Um, you know, they're seeking a totally different type of relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah. People need to learn to be friends. See, and, and that's where women get caught up in the Cinderella, Cinderella yeah. fantasy. As I was caught up with, is like. You know, once once the you know we, you do start getting quiet on the couch, people start to panic because like it doesn't meet up to their fantasy. Or you know, he leaves the socks on the floor a few too many times. That doesn't meet up to those yeah. So Where are the mice and the birds yeah, are doing so, the dishes? So it's, 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 <laughs> exactly. So it's when it's when that transition happens that there's usually a struggle. They always say there's a two year you know that two year struggle. Is is when it all happens. So that's that's when the you know. When things start to change, so, yeah, you've yeah, you got to get to know each
0: other, them. and and if there's some, you've got to get to know each other.
1: Yeah,
0: and also if you don't like something, you know, you you've just got to say, look, that really bothers me. Would you mind? But do it yeah. nicely, because I'm sure there's something you do that bothers them, yeah, and really. you know, don't be nasty about it. Just say, look, it's just one of those things, and then uh, you, know, you become more aware and conscious of it. And that's
1: and that's the biggest for women is they, yeah. you know, they. They hear, oh, well, you have to accept this person for just to, for who they are. And, and they think that means that they have to make the sacrifice that they, you know, if the socks are left on the floor, oh, well, that's just who he is. It's like, well, yes. And you can, you know, discuss your needs to be met in the mix of that too. It's not like accepting him for who he is doesn't mean you disqualify who you are.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you're melding two personalities here. You know, uh, and you know, if they're strong ones, <laughs> you know, that's a challenge in itself, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's what happened with myself and my husband because we are both strong personalities, and we're both, you know, in our forties when we got married. So we we had our um, we had our uh, you know struggles about that at first, and that's, actually that's where the the um, topic of my or the conversation of my book came about was the lime green plastic covered couch. Can I tell you the story? Please tell the story. What's that?
0: Please tell the story. i would yeah. love to hear it.
1: I mean, it's the first question everybody asks me about the book. but the, it's, So I have to kind of tell you Chapter 1 and then Chapter 2. So you have to stay with me. But Chapter 1 is about this amazingly beautiful courtship that we had. Like, we had dated 20 years ago, and we, like, we'd worked together for a couple of years and dated for about a year. and And I was young, you know, I wasn't serious at the time, but he said... I would have married you then. Mm. He said, you'd have said the word, I'd have married you then, and I've been searching for a girl just like you ever since, and I haven't found them. And uh, he said, you know, when we broke up, he said, I walked away wondering how I would have had to have been different for you to want to stay. And mm. so, you know, talk about a heart melter. Yes. You no, know? and and, like, our courtship was every girl's fantasy. Like, we ran away to get married and got married on the beach of... Uh, in Tofino on the west coast of Vancouver Island and he took me to this beautiful boutique hotel and when we got back from the beach there was like candles and rose petals and bubble bath and champagne like every girl's dream and so that's chapter one of the book chapter two is my everyday reality with this man so here I have (laughs) a man who has pined for me for 20 years absolutely adores me And when I get to his place for the first time, I have to crab walk sideways down the hallway because his hallway is filled with Rubbermaid tubs full of all of his stuff. And, you know, I get into his apartment and it's like sports paraphernalia city. And then the next thing we know, Chico down the the hall says, oh, I've got bed bugs. And I come over one day and... Like the furniture's all covered in lime green plastic. <laughs> you know, I just kept getting worse. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh my God. And the old me would have thrown my hands in the air and ran away screaming. Mm-hmm. Like I never would have dealt with any of that. You know, newfound relationship skills, I went in and the lime green plastic covered couch actually became a thing that I remember fondly because it was this thing that I had to ask for my niece doing that. I had to go in saying, yeah, okay, so here's who you are and here's who I am. I can't live like this. What are we going to do? You yeah, know, he said. He said, "Thank God you had that conversation with me because I could see clearly that I could choose between you or my collection of sports mugs, and I wanted you."
0: Right. Yeah. You know, so priorities. That, yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's how that all came about, and I never, I count. never would have expected a guy to pick me.
0: And that's something, too, isn't it? That's a statement in itself. It's like, mm-hmm. what happens to us along the line that we sell ourselves so short?
1: Yeah, exactly. What happens to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, a lot of it stems back to, um, you know, our childhood. And I, I have thing in the book that I described called a love-a-meter. And it's, say say you are a big meter in, in yourself and you go up to 100 and where your, where your family's love level is at in that meter is the same as what yours is going to be at. So say your family's love meter is at 50, you know, they're half filled with love and half filled with, you know, sticky, uh, ego-based fear stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you, what Who you're going to meet is somebody who's also at 50. So that's where people are, that attraction happens. Like now that is meet,
0: very, 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 very neat. Uh, and yeah. really explains a great deal. Um, yeah. I married my father. Uh, uh-huh. I married somebody of a totally different, uh, ethnic group, uh, different religion in a different country, uh, wow. you know, different, different occupation, different everything, but ended wow. up being my dad completely. And, uh, <laughs> funny that it, it is. And it's, yeah. you know, and I thought that I placed a better value on myself. I found out that i was still the subservient woman looking for permission and looking for, um, someone to value me. Yeah. Because that's yes. exactly what my mother went through
1: in her life. Yeah. Am I okay now, Daddy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's another piece of that Do you love me today? Puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's another piece of that puzzle, which is, you know, there's always, even though, say, our parents do love us very much, there's always sort of a, a moment in our childhood where, for some reason, we think the love is so safe. Say we were Daddy's little girl, but then we hit puberty, and he feels a bit awkward about that, so he pulls back. Mm-hmm. So feeling as what you know as the feeling of love will also be coupled with this other feeling of love suddenly being taken away. And so it creates this feeling in you. And so that feeling will attract you, will relive that feeling over and over and over again in who you attract until it just gets keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger because it's calling for healing. Yeah. And, it, and it's only when you can actually establish a new relationship to that feeling that you will attract somebody else.
0: And I think what we've got to do is, I mean, you know, first and foremost, we have to place a value upon ourselves, don't we? A higher value. We have to give ourselves permission to receive, to uh, be worthy of abundance within ourselves. Because, of course, when we are, you know, and we're abundant, our cup runs over and everybody benefits. But if we're constantly serving everybody else at depletion and denying ourselves and saying, no, 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 not me, you, um, Mm -hmm. we're running on empty.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, that was always the one thing that puzzled me for long, because you hear it, that's another thing you hear from all the new age gurus is, learn to love yourself, learn to love yourself. It's like, okay, well, yeah, but how do I do that? Yeah. And it was actually um, through years of counseling and group therapy that I, you know, kept getting reflected back in, you know, when I could let my guard down and be vulnerable, people were actually attracted to that, and I would get feedback it's like, you know, I'm I'm bawling my eyes out and my, you know, it's not running down my nose right now. How can I be attractive? And people <laughs> are sick because you're being vulnerable. Yeah. You know, and, and we like that. We feel attracted to that. And and through that vulnerability, I got to share more of who I am. And that gave me more self-acceptance because of their positive feedback. You know, and so that's why I'm a huge, huge believer in counseling and therapy.
0: I mean, you know, you said that you're, you know, guilty pleasure is The Bachelor and you've just watched The Paradise, which I uh, <laughs> played last night. And um, I'm useless oh, the drama. in the drama, of course, it mm. is purely that it's guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, but you know, I can't remember the name of the girl who's, you know, humming and hawing. Should I go with him? Should I go with him? Talk calls her daughter. And, you know, this is a typical person who allowed her past to dictate her present and and contaminate her future and in the end yeah. she just decides to go with it and then comes back with stars in her eyes and apparently they're still dating which is great although that you yeah. know you look at them and you wouldn't think ever they would be you know together exactly. but you know he just you know simply and utterly and completely adores her and when she got out of her head and just trusted that love realized yeah. that it was something that she could really dive into
1: yeah, there's something worth pursuing here. Yeah, and then that, you and
0: had uh, the other relationship, was it with Sarah, who thought that she really oh. had a relationship right from the word go, and it comes to it, finds out that, you know, <laughs> you, know you ain't too romantic after all. <laughs> yeah, I,
1: it's funny, I've just written a blog about Sarah and Robert. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, she actually is one of the people that I really annoyed on that show, because she's got her head on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, they had, you know, a, a moment where she got to see that all, you know, the other girls were being loved all over, and here's this guy who's saying that he cares about her, but there's no demonstration of it.
0: And if you, you know, can't a- demonstrate then and there, what makes you think there's going to be anything else down the road?
1: Yeah, because, like, what you see now, there's going to be lots more of, I can promise you that. Like, the, the But she
0: placed value people. upon herself. She didn't go, oh, she well, did. maybe he'll love me later or anything. No you know, you didn't show me any evidence of that, you know, you were the yeah. talk, but when it came down to the action, you chose yeah. to go to sleep in your jeans, and, you know, um, so therefore, you cannot love me that much, um, yeah. and, uh, you got know, it. good for her, you know, good yeah. for her. Yeah,
1: absolutely, yeah, I was totally with her, like, I, like, she, and she got, she actually shared with him vulnerably, you know, this is what happened last night. This is what I wanted to have happen. Yeah. And I'm watching these other girls get all this love from these guys and I'm not feeling that from you. Yeah. And he had, she she gave him the perfect opportunity and he blew it.
0: But not only that, it wasn't a question of, oh, you know, I, you know, I was awkward or, you know, I was shy or as this, I was that, I apologize, I want a second chance. It was like, oh, okay, goodbye then.
1: Exactly. <laughs> that, that's exactly what I say in my blog. But yeah. like, You know, he, he had an opportunity to be vulnerable and say, you know, I'm, yeah. This I is why, I but would, instead he I just felt, accepted yeah.
0: and looked at it as a way out. So yeah. was he just there yeah. for the media coverage or, you know, what? So Yeah, I don't know. I guess he was a sincere guy. I just saw that there
1: was a lot in his way. Yes,
0: he's got yeah. some issues to clear up. And then you have yeah. the other guy that, you know, has been on The Bachelorette and it comes along, I can't remember his name, the Kump Nutter Jerk that no one would date.
1: Oh, yeah, Caitlin.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you wonder why. I mean, you're going on TV, you know, in front of millions of people and you 're going out there, you know embracing uh, and celebrating your jerkness, yeah. and you're wondering why people have got kind of the hate on for you, you know like is it fame at all costs, you know no dignity whatsoever there.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure that he is wondering why people have a No, he on probably him. isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably he's in clear. a world of his own. <laughs> but you know, and, and he's looking for somebody to match him. Like if somebody can come along and embrace his jerkiness and yes. and play along, then that's the girl he'll, yeah. he'll fall in love with.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, and we're not going to change people. You know, that's the no. thing. You know, It's got to be their own self-discovery, their own self-development, their own growing up. And, you know, some people just never do and never will. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they will be like that forevermore. It's who they are. And yeah. Don't go in there and try to fix them or change them or make them anything they're not. You either love them for who they are or you don't.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And in the midst of that, if you can ask for your needs to be met and, and um, you know, tell him, show him how to treat you. There may be some middle ground that you
0: can find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a hard one when you watch the shows because you'd see some people that just seem to going on for of the media coverage, or, you know, the free booze, the travel, and you yeah. know, the everything else, and, <laughs> Yeah, oh, you yeah, know, I want to, a couple of those. And, and you know when you ever you see a bachelorette, you know, or bachelor, and the, the you know the first twenty girls have to go or whatever it is, and it's like, why didn't he want me? <laughs> my life, you met him five <laughs> minutes ago, and it's oh, I'll never have another chance. And oh my goodness, you know, no. like let's do a little self development here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, what what part of? There's 25 girls vying for one man's affections, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: understand exactly. And why are you yeah. taking the rejection personally? Yeah, he's just not that into you because he's you know people sometimes you have no idea what you're going to choose, yeah. right? You know, it is yeah. it's chosen for you. That connection is there. You know, you may go in. There was one bachelor many years ago. That, you know, asked one girl to marry him and then before they even got to the end of The Bachelor, broke up with her and realized it was the other girl he wanted and indeed married and they're happy now Um, Mm. because he went in with an ideal and didn't listen to the heart and the soul to what was really speaking to him.
1: Hmm. well that's a brave like he must have been hated on for oh, a long he time was. that was a brave thing for him to do yeah actually. he
0: was and uh, you yeah. know to him it didn't matter you know he just wasn't going to give up the love of his life and he realized the mistake that he made it's because he got wow. caught up in you know you've got to make a decision right now you've got to do this you've got to do that right mm-hmm. so a, the, a little unrealness of it
1: yeah so. yeah there certainly is that and, and some people still love you know
0: did you ever do the speed dating
1: um, I have tried you know the speed dating is probably the one thing that I didn't try but I've tried every internet site every um, you know event I could go to and every club I could join and yeah i tried them all
0: well, I remember joining, uh, when I divorced my husband, and remember, you know, going online with the encouragement of everybody else. And, and I remember putting out a particular buyer there of, you know, kind of what I really did want and what I wasn't interested in. And the demographics, you know, the miles that I wanted. And, and I get people, you know, in their wife beaters with mullets, you know, uh, and the end of the country, you know, hi doll, I'm the guy you're looking for for, and i know. did you even read the bio? You know? yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I'm 15, they look 70, actually you know? yeah. <laughs> or the picture is, you know. No, I
1: actually kind of, one guy, a bit of a jolt one day, because I asked him that, I said, did you read my bio? And, and, uh, was actually even a bit naughty to him, and and later I had to ap- apologize because I said, you know, I'm sorry, that's not who I want to be. And he goes, well, I learned something from you. I to pay more attention to the girls I want to date. And I said, well, good. I'm glad we both learned something. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Uh, You know, my kids want me to go back online and do something a day. And my 60th is just a couple of weeks away. And it's like, um, mom, you know, get back out there. And I say, maybe I need to before I, you know, I get too comfortable in my own life and forget it altogether. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, because there are times, yes, I mean, I would really like to have that someone to go out for dinner or go to a party or, you know, go and do something with. That would be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, But you do get kind of rather complacent after a while and mm. uh, into your own life so um yeah it's uh, it's going to be interesting um i don't know which city i'm going to go with yet i have a few friends that have had successes and others that haven't so i guess it's yeah. um you know uh, but you know one has to be realistic when you do this it's um you know you're not going to find mr right straight away you're going to meet a lot of mr wrongs and uh, mm. you know be patient right
1: yeah, and that's what I found is it's really a numbers game. Like you, mm-hmm. um, you really have to. Like I found that if I looked at a thousand profiles, I would probably find ten that I was really interested in, and then one of those would become a conversation, and then maybe a meeting. Yeah. So, so yeah, I really, you really have to, especially as you're you get older, because that's what I found as older as well. Because I'm fifty two now, is that um, the more older and the more defined I became, the more I yes. knew what I wanted. So, so you know, it, if you want to take things as rejection, rejection came easier because, like, I I don't fit a thousand guys now. I only fit yeah know, ten, a ten out of a thousand. And so I had guys like running away, screaming from me, and I I and instead of going, oh my god, I'm reject, feeling rejected, I was like, good, he wasn't he wasn't my guy, precisely. Yeah, and, you know, like when that. you're younger,
0: of course, physical comes so much more into it, isn't it? You know? Oh, yeah. And, you know, when you're older, it's like, it's conversation, you know, compatibility, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, well, can yeah. we sit in the room together in silence and enjoy each other? Can we go for a walk? You know, uh, can we be without each other, without that hankering and that pain, I can't be away from you, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, when you're younger, everybody's beautiful, you know. Yes. <laughs> We're all gorgeous then. And, and when so, you love, so my God,
0: you love so hard, don't you? And and when you break up, my God, it's the end of the world, totally. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: right. And I, mean, and I mean, now it can be the same as well. Like, my mom was 75 when, you know, after my dad died and she met another guy she was seventy-five years old, and she said they were like teenagers. Yes. So you know, you just never
0: know. I've got a, a host on uh, the Wise Health on the station, Sue Minathan, who's seventy-seven, and uh, she's our health uh, health host, and uh, you know what she doesn't know for over fifty years of holistic medicine, and. Um, you know like an encyclopedia every week and she's out there she works out every day they go dance she's her husband died a couple of years ago and she has a new man in her life now they go dancing together they you know they go for walks they go hiking together and you know, nobody can beat their age uh, because mm. they've chosen to be a you know, very physically active look after themselves but they're just getting out and having a whale of a time and, well, uh, well. and truly enjoying it so you know age isn't Is not something we should look at. I have another 73 who left her husband last year of 54 years. It's the only life she'd ever known. She hadn't wanted to marry him in the first place. It was just kind of expected. Uh, Never happy in her relationship whatsoever. And through some encouragement, left. And in this last year, you look at a picture of her a year ago to now you know the clock has gone back she's enjoying life she's laughing more she's interacting and it's like you know i'm in my own place making my own decisions and mm. uh, you know, and and it's never too late it's
1: never it too late it sounds like she's sounds like she's really come into herself she, yes can lot what she yeah, wants
0: yeah exactly yeah. we've a lot more to still come in she's never known real love um you know and, and or that kind of companionship it never was in her relationship. And she's never known it in her life. So I hope Aww. that she does meet somebody that can really show her that. But yeah, just the fantastic. sheer freedom of being out there. That's something I think we need to talk about. Don't be afraid to be on your own. Don't just be mm. in a relationship because you don't want to be on your own, right?
1: Well, you know what? That's actually the key to my book. The, the subtitle is Insight for Women Who Struggle to Find Lasting Love. And that is the thing that I found is that the second I actually let go of the struggle because I was thinking oh I've got to be in a relationship I want a relationship why can't I have a relationship? where's the relationship where's the guy where's the da, and I was constantly struggling about you know needing to have feeling like I needed to have that to be happy and once I actually just let go of all of that and just found my happiness anyway two months later my husband came into my life yeah so the key is just letting go of the struggle itself and just finding happiness wherever you're at letting go of the
0: expectation expect- right and, and, and inviting you know let the universe know what you want mm-hmm. and I think when you let the universe know what you want it isn't like I want somebody six foot six and I want him to be this and that and dress like that you know it's it's a type that you put out there it's a picture you put out there but I think it's more let the universe know how you want to feel send yeah. out the feeling you want how you want to be treated how you want to feel in that relationship Who is going to make you feel that way? We can't design (laughs) as much as we like to. Uh, We can't design. And it may come to you in an unusual package. But when we're open to receiving whatever package it comes in, we'll find that person who picked up on that signature and is there to deliver.
1: Yeah, I actually um, take that even a step further, is, is instead of trying to create the feeling, just go and enjoy your life like mm-hmm. let all of that go let everything all that whole conversation go go out and enjoy your life the more that you're enjoying your life like the, the universe I trust that the universe has my back it has my best interests at heart and every time I've been able just to just surrender and just enjoy my life to that degree then the universe actually provides me with things that I that I couldn't even have imagined mm-hmm. so, so the universe does, does me one better
0: yeah exactly you know? yeah. and you know it's you, I mean, we've got a 91-year-old woman in this uh, neighborhood who's a, a dynamo. She's such a sweetheart. Uh, she volunteers here and there. She works here and there. She's constantly on the go. Um, you know, she cares about everybody in the community. And mother. she's a gash.
1: Really? <laughs> <Still volunteering.
0: laughs> she's got such a great sense of humor. She has a great laugh at life, you know, and she's, you know, isn't going to put up with any... Shite from anyone, and mm. uh, you know, and 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 then there's another friend of hers who's 87 who walks around like a very old, and just totally and utterly living in the past, yes. you know, and uh, not in the present. Everything relates back to the past altogether together, and it, so mm-hmm. it really comes down to our choice, isn't it, and how we're going to live. Life
1: yeah absolutely like the glasses that you wear a day are going to affect you know how happy you are how your body feels how you know you know you might one one of those both of those women might have a sore knee one day and one of them is going to sit on the couch and go oh my god my sore knee poor me the other one is going to go hey i got a sore knee but what, oh look at that hey that looks like fun yeah you know so it just depends on how you see life and where you want to put your focus
0: Yes, uh, but also having somebody in your relationship that understands that if you do have physical challenges, that there are days you just can't do, Yeah. and you know, respect, okay, you know what, I know your body's speaking to you today and saying no, okay, so instead of doing that, let's do this, and so that you're not feeling kind of guilt, well, I know they really wanted to do that, but my body's saying no today, mm-hmm. and somebody recognizes that and goes, you know, no, we don't have to do that, let's do this instead, and you know, take that kind of pressure off you.
1: Yeah, I mean that—that's where you know, where I talk about the other person having your best interests at heart. You uh-huh. know, is it all about me? I oh, I wanted to go hiking, well, you can't come, so I'm going to go with you know Joe Blow next door. It's like, well, how, how about if we find something to do together? Because I'd really like to spend the day with you. Yeah. You
0: know. Yeah, compromise. To... You know, and it's uh, you know, I mean, if if I had somebody that was extremely physical in my life, they're going to have to understand I'm not. Um, yeah. you know and if you want to go off and jog and do this and do that with your friends that's perfectly alright don't expect me to Um and then mm. we will meet afterwards and you can tell me all about it exactly right <laughs> so yeah. you know it's, it's respecting it's not like well you know you're not physical so therefore I can't have you in my life you know uh, there are a lot of people that like to bike ride or jog and they enjoy that time on their own it's their mm-hmm. meditation yeah uh, right so it's you know except and especially as you get older because you do bring more you know, baggage to to plate, whether it be physical, mental, children, family issues. And, you know, we have to understand that we are going to take a certain amount of it on. But, you know, we can say, you know, that is your family issue. I can't do anything about that. I'll support you, but I'm not going to get involved.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good policy. Yeah. Leave, leave the family alone <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> unless you're asked
0: for help. Yeah, <laughs> or, unless you really feel, you know, it's a family that you really you know can contribute and really want to be a part of but sometimes you know the family dramas are just best not to be a part of
1: <laughs> yeah and some and a lot of people go in with good intentions and just go in and take, going well i'm going to help you it's like well yeah but you need to check in with them first and see if they're looking for your help yeah you know
0: yeah you know they might just want you to be the kind of the person that really is the party or the this or that and you know not the chief advisor or anything else right. so <laughs> yeah. you know, what are they in your yeah. fractalization you know do they uh, do they need you as that or not you know just a yeah. participant in your life so you know when you're looking for love um, you know as you said first and foremost you've got to find that within yourself that's the most important um, you know what, what, in your advice for people that you know I one thing I see is that people who come out of a relationship and the first thing they want to do is jump into another
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean we need time, don't we? We need time um, to heal, to download. Who are we now yeah. in this time and space? Give time. You know, I we'll say, you know, that love that you want from someone else, or you want to give someone else, give to yourself first.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's one of the big things that to pursue is finding a way to help you, like finding a change change agent that's going to help you. Um, but the thing that I tell women when they're just, you know, getting out of that relationship is give yourself some time to grieve. Yeah. Give yourself some time to feel your feelings. Your feelings actually have information in them, and if you do want to start changing who you're naturally attracted to, if you're just going to jump into the next relationship, you're just going to cover up your grief, and your your grief is going to lead you into that next relationship. Yeah. So your feelings are a compass. So the more that you can actually just allow your feelings, and like that's how you get to know yourself. Oh, I'm feeling, uh, you know, a lot of sadness right now, or um gee and oh that's weird there's an old memory coming up related to that you know that's what, what will happen if you can actually get down to what's really going on for you beneath what you think
0: and kind of those feelings sometimes tell you what you miss and okay if that's what I miss and I'm feeling sad clearly that's what I have in another relationship
1: yeah I mean that, and that's a beautiful thing like if you're listening to your feelings it'll tell you all of that you know your heart knows your feelings know and your heart knows so it'll they'll tell you what you miss and what you what you what you really want. That's what your heart will tell you.
0: And what do you think of the people that, you know, jump into an affair? Now you know the the danger of that when you've been coming oh. out of a relationship, especially in marriage and especially when it reaches that nasty stage, you know, the first thing everybody wants to do is go and jump into bed with somebody else. You know, and I suppose if you you know, what, can have an affair that's just physical and you know it's just something you need to do but you know you can walk away from it maybe okay but if you're a person who's then you know looking for an attachment there not a good idea
1: well yeah and it it depends like a, it depends on where like everything that no matter what the action is am i coming from a place of loving myself or am i coming from a place of reaction yeah like that's all always the question and so if you're jumping into something like an affair like everybody's got their way of Numbing down their pain and mm-hmm. numbing down their emotions, and for some people it might be sex, so it might be an affair. For some people it might be going out and spending their mortgage money that month. For some it <laughs> could be eating the whole meringue pie. You, know, yeah. you, you don't know, but but it's when you start to identify those your your pattern. Okay, so what do I do? You know, what's my marker for what I what do I do when I'm actually feeling something that I want to avoid? That's the time to just stop and sit with yourself. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to a woman when um, when they've come out of a relationship, especially if it's a long term, and you've got all of these men now who know you're single and mm-hmm. want to offer their services?
1: Mm.
0: How do you deal with them? How do you with? Deal with them.
1: Wow. Uh, who's in that situation? Is that you?
0: Well, I... No, when I came... <laughs> no, I've noticed a lot of this. I notice a lot of this. As soon as people become divorced there's a lot of men out there think that they need servicing. Ah, right? And right. so they, you know, they, they pursue just for that or I'll give you something like he never did. And, you know, it's, It becomes, and you find that in a dating scene a lot, that it's just about sex, sex, sex. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a woman wants to get out, find someone that she can talk to, because that's, you know, one of the problems is in the marriage, right? Nobody talk to each other anymore. They want someone they can Mm -hmm. have a conversation with, that they can connect with. But the big issue that comes up is that sex issue.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what I would tell any woman, just like anything, is reference themselves. You know, well... Thank you very much. I appreciate your offer. However, what I'm looking for right now is somebody that I can have a conversation with, mm-hmm. and then see how he responds. Because that way, it's an opportunity for him to step up to that plate. So he can, because maybe he's attracted to you, and he can say, "Oh, okay, I see." Then maybe he could offer you that.
0: And if he doesn't, then you know he ain't the one,
1: right? Yeah. If he runs away, then let him run. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it, but again, it all it always gets back to sharing what you want, sharing what you want, sharing what you want. You know, I, I had a guy, when I was first dating, and um, I can't remember what I said, but I said something that he had a reaction to, and the next thing I know, he had, he said, oh, well, I'm not really looking for a long-term relationship right now, anyway, I just want to date casually. And I turned to him, because I was at this point looking for something long-term, I said, oh, good, I'm so glad you told me, because uh, I am looking for something long-term, so I guess we're just not a match. And he went, oh, well, but, oh, but wait a minute, and so he... <laughs> yeah. Hang on there, you know. So and and I watched him. Like we we had a relationship for about three years, and you know decided that it wasn't right in the end. But I watched him after that because he, we remained friends. I watched him do the same thing with other women.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Only they bought it. Right. They yeah. oh, oh I have to accept him where he's at and. You know, da, da 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 It's like, oh, yeah. But no, he just at. has commitment issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, let, let him be where he is at, but you also have to share where you're at.
0: So Do you find that, um, you know, it's, I constantly talk about in my shows about permission and that, you know, women have been so much about servitude and, and sacrificial. You're um, you know shiver. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that now we're actually giving women permission to place value upon them, to live in their own abundance, to have self-love, to to ask or even yet demand more out of mm-hmm. life. And, you know, but for the, I think hard of, when men see that in a woman, they either embrace it or they don't. But don't you find it's hard for women
1: to give themselves permission? Yeah, it all boils down to women don't ask. You know, yeah. that it's, it's our ingrained thing because we're the nurturers of yeah. the society. Like, we're the mothers. And so we're programmed to so walk around reading people's minds and fulfill needs because babies can't speak, so that that's how we're programmed. And so, um, if we want to continue living in that reaction, then that's how things will go because it is a subservient place to be, you know, to have to feed this screaming child. Like you, you know, that you have to be there for this child's demands. But it, it's when you continue to live in that that, um, you know, things things become iffy for you and you have to discern okay, is that appropriate right now? Mm-hmm. And it, again, it all goes back to self-discovery.
0: Yeah, and, and so much as you say, going back to that family life, I mean, that was, you know, quite an opinion there, that gauge. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I married my dad, I became my mother. Um, mm-hmm. I still have flashes where I have to check myself, where I look mm-hmm. at myself and say, that person would never look at me. I'm too old, I'm too fat. I've got too many ailments. Mm-hmm. I've got too this and too that. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't embrace any of the things I do have because I know that's the way my dad was and that's the way my husband was. And you can't help yourself but going back and saying, I've got too much wrong with me for anyone to look at me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, that's the same conversation that every person, and I, it's not just women actually, but every person has going on in their head. And if if you do any kind of group therapy, that's what everybody in the room discovers yeah. You know, one person, one person in the room says it and everybody goes, yeah, that's what I think about myself too. You know, and, and what we find out is that we're, we're actually our own worst critics. Mm-hmm. Nobody else is thinking about that, about you. They're too busy thinking about that, them, about themselves.
0: I think the one thing we forget, especially as women, is that men, men are looking for that love and companionship just as much as we are. Yeah, and I think we we think we're the only ones looking for it but no they want it too
1: yeah and and some may uh, like some women may be looking for it at certain parts of their lives and some and they may not be looking for it at certain parts of their lives and same with men Mm -hmm. so it's just about finding you know and it's easy to point a finger and say oh well he's a commitment phobe it's like well Maybe he's just not looking for that right now. Or maybe he hasn't, you know, open enough to find, to loving or or want, you know, knows what that feels like. So it might be a stranger to him. So, yeah, it's all a matter of timing and if two people are on the same page. And then if you're not, bless them and love them and say goodbye
0: yes you know and you don't be offended if they're just not that into you
1: it's not about you that's right right. yeah that's a great movie great movie
0: and you know don't take it personally right that
1: to all the women on the bachelor yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) they should have shown that movie before they got in (laughs)
1: Exactly. (laughs) movie night
0: what would sell then right because of course people you know it's a train wreck and that's what people buy and uh, mm-hmm. but you know it is, a, it is an interesting human case of study because like you look at these people and you know beautiful people and their need to find mm-hmm. someone to love and that this is their last chance. and uh, you know and the desperation is what actually has got in their way of connection yeah,
1: yeah and that's where I say you know all about that struggle So, if, if, and that was my problem, it's like I was desperately looking for this Cinderella fantasy of a man. Uh I was finding harder and harder to find. And the second I just let go of that, of that need, you know, what I thought was a need, it was really just a fantasy. It all all came together. I mean, I I trust that the universe knows what I want. Exactly
0: exactly when you get out of your own way it can deliver right but you know the post can't find the door because you know yeah you've got you've got the guard there so it can't deliver what you want right so you have to Mm -hmm. let your guard down and yes it can be hard but yes it's something we have to do i mean how how are people going to love us if we don't show them how and we have to do that by loving ourselves in that same light that you want them to love you
1: yeah. And you do that by vulnerability. Like being yeah. vulnerable with yourself and sharing who you are with others and you know, letting people know who you really are, even though it's ugly and you know it's
0: you know i think we have to understand you know and again women you know we want to please everybody we want everyone to curse you know, we we don't want to offend mm-hmm. anyone we you know we want everybody to be happy and we've just got to realize that ain't going to mm-hmm. happen and if some you know, if somebody comes no. out with a personal attack please don't take it personally it's their issue you just became their sounding board
1: yeah, and there, there's also an opportunity as well, it's like, because if you, if you do take it personally, which a lot of people do, the, your, the opportunity is to notice that feeling, because it's the same feeling that's going to keep you a relationship, like it's the same feeling that's attached to love. Oh, here I'm reaching out, um, I've just gotten rejected, so the feeling that we have attached to love is going to be the same feeling from when we are a little, person, little girl growing up, and that feeling again if you're being rejected and rejected is calling out for healing so there's yeah. your opportunity to start saying okay so this isn't so this is what it is i here's what i'm feeling like the story doesn't matter go and see what you're feeling about it and that's where your gold lives yeah
0: yeah exactly um i'm i was definitely one people pleaser and if anybody got upset mm. or mad with me, is what have I done wrong? I'm a failure, or all of that. And mm. you know, um, you know, recently I had somebody who did something, uh, and then you know, at the end of it, it, you know, out of all of the criticism, I hope we can still be friends. Well, clearly we can't, because you've mm. just made a whole list of everything that you don't like about me. So then, therefore, you know, we're not compatible as friends. You know, it's mm-hmm. um, I am, I am me. I can't stop being me or tone me down or look you know, on me to fit into what you want from me you either have to accept mm-hmm. me in, in my wholeness or you have all the choice in the world not to be friends with me but you can't dictate well you can't do this and you can't do that and I don't like this of you and I don't like that. but I want to still be friends with you what do you want mm-hmm. you know and I think yeah. that's something we, we have to question in life it's, you know if somebody comes to us and says I like this I like that but I don't like that they've got to accept the whole of you or not you at all
1: Yeah, and and it keeps on coming back to this big theme of you, 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 you. You know, it's all about you. I don't like when you do this. I want to control that. Yeah. I need to to control that behavior so I can feel comfortable. Yes. And instead of doing, and that's what we do instead of actually taking things back to ourselves, which is where the power lives. The more that we point the finger, you can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. It's like about you. You can do lots about yourself. So, like, it's when you could actually go, okay, so what am I feeling right back to? What am I feeling? How do I feel when I'm with this person? You know, I'll just continue with those kinds of questions. Then, you know, things start to automatically change. And you'll know, and then it doesn't become so much about, oh, I like this about them, and I don't like that about them. Because if you do that, you're never going to find anybody. Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it always has to stem back to how, what am I, you know, how do I feel? What am I going to do? Do I feel like this person has my best interest at heart? It's like, and if you can answer yes, I feel good when I'm with this person. They have my best interest at heart. You know, is my heart opening to them? As I, you know, do they make? Do I feel like laughing when I'm with them? Can I share vulnerably, and they, they say yes? Do I have chemistry? If you keep saying yes to all those questions, but you're going, oh, but I don't like this. You have gotta stop doing that. Then that's where your work lives. I mean, if the socks
0: bother you. Then just say out of respects <laughs> would you would you, you know, not put your socks there? Yes. If there's something you do that bothers them, open dialogue. Don't take it personally. Okay, sorry, no, I didn't realise that offended you. I won't do it anymore. That's mutual respect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, with my husband, because he is such a collector, like I'm an anti collector, but my husband is such a collector, like he you know, I took we still have rubbing tubs full of his things in his closet and in our storage and all that kind of stuff. And so I realize that, you know, he's limited in terms of, you know, what he... Like, I asked him, so, do you see that this is all cluttered? And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, he doesn't even see it. Right. So, he has a limited capacity to see aesthetics. Like, he doesn't see them. And so, it's up to me, in our play, like, I just said, okay, well, if I'm going to live with you, we'll have to make agreement about where you're stuck, go, you know, um because otherwise, you know, he'll bring one thing home, and it'll, it'll, you know, be another thing, and another thing, and another thing, and suddenly I'll have this, you know, path through my living room. And so um i'll ask him you know please <laughs> that, that this can't go be go this way and sometimes like he'll just keep because it's a pattern in his brain he just can't see it and so he keeps doing it and doing it so i'll just, I'll just pick up the socks you know right <laughs> like you know what what's important to me is we can cuddle on the couch at night and he adores me and he loves me and we have an otherwise lovely relationship i'm going to pick my battles am i going to worry about the socks No, i'm going to pick them up. Right you know
0: so don't let the small stuff don't sweat the small stuff
1: yeah yeah like what does it matter really yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah you know and that's the thing is uh it, it it's i think the i think the one thing that kills a relationship is um degrading someone um yeah. you know people have got to take ownership of words and if you say something you have to own it because there's you, you can't go oh, i didn't mean that because you said it You own it. That's clearly how you felt at the time. And you've got to realize that that stays with somebody. It puts doubt in the relationship. If you are angry or frustrated, go for a walk, go and do something, but don't react and say something that's going to start chiseling away at the trust of that relationship.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people, I think to not ever say anything in a 50-year marriage that you're going to regret is Uh the impossible task. You know, it's it's a matter, like you say, of how responsible can I be? After it's like, you know, what? I'm sorry, that was a really crappy thing to say. Yeah. And but, yeah. And, and, and the same time, at the other, if that's what you've got coming at you all the time, like again, you need to teach people how to treat you. You know, you know that really hurts my feelings when you say things like
0: that. boundaries.
1: Yeah. Let them. Let them. Yeah. And, and not in a way of again, it's all sharing who I am. A, no, you can't do that to me. The boundary is just like a guard that somebody is going to actually encourages somebody to you know bounce at you more but if you actually share you know that really hurts when you say things like that then they get to go oh okay i don't want to hurt your feelings okay well then let's do something else you know it's it's a softer stand when you're just sharing what happens for you here's the impact of what you just said on me
0: yeah and you know you know also saying like when you say that that took me to a memory and it wasn't a good memory oh I'm sorry I didn't realize that that dug that up I didn't mean it in that way and I'll be conscious not to do it again you know don't sit on it and stew on it and let it ferment deal with it
1: yeah and I I, again I think it always goes back to like it's difficult to say do this and don't do this and if you say this and because we're all human we're all going to have our human emotions and our human foibles and and it's about having having them vulnerably, learning to have them vulnerably in a relationship instead of just saying don't have them. You know, we all have our feelings and we all have our emotions, and it's about um, sharing them instead of trying to control with them.
0: Yeah, because yeah. if you know that that particular something that you did, that you know maybe you you next time you're feeling frustrated, you may think before you speak because you know that last time when you said something out of turn, it caused an upset, so it causes you to. You know, think before reacting.
1: Yeah, and you know, I've reacted at my husband um, more than I would like. You know, just because I'm uh, you know a counselor doesn't mean that I'm perfect. And right, exactly. and, and, you know, and, and yet I'm getting better. Right. You know, I keep heading. I keep heading in the right direction because I want to, and I, I. The last thing I want is to hurt this man who loves me. Yes. You know, and hey. so even though I do have my reactions sometimes, I, I, you know, I share with them Look, I'm. You know, I know that this is. I know if i reacted and i'm sorry and i shouldn't have and and you know i'm continuing to work on it and i'll try to share a bit better in the future
0: so dating tips let's just give people yeah. a few dating tips you know like um you know most of my demographic is kind of you know mid 30s or 40s plus here on the station um mm-hmm. but you know what would be some dating tips that you would give to people
1: I would say, buy my book and have the list that I have in your right. pocket the whole time. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Refer to I, it. <laughs> your, mantra, your mantra is, how do I feel when I'm with this person? If I share something about myself, how do I feel about their response? Do I feel like moving closer? Yeah. Do I feel like moving further? You know, Just have that as your mantra. Just continue to um, explore the feelings. And if you find a guy, you can say, you know what? Look at this list I have in my pocket and, and like here's how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Like if you can actually start a conversation, there's a really interesting guy to be with.
0: I actually think having your book on the table
1: <laughs> and uh, and again,
0: what is that? Well you know what? This is my guide to dating and you know, be a bit open about it. Oh, how what? And then turn to the list. Do you agree with any of these? Do you disagree with any of these? And right there and then, you know where you're at. So instead of, you know, a list in the pocket, have the book there. Let it be a conversational piece and invite them in. Because right right there and then, you're establishing, you know, what you will and will not accept and what you really want. And right there, okay, that you want this. Uh, Okay, I don't want that. Or I do want that too. And, you know, now you know. You know, are you on the same page?
1: Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I mean, that would be a, a really fun, fun way to see if this guy matches you, pretty pretty quickly. Exactly. Like, have, you, have you ever seen uh, the movie The Ugly Truth? No, I can't say I have. Oh my gosh, there's a there's a great scene in it where Catherine He I just Catherine Heigl, and she's she's on her first date with a guy that she met online, and she says to him, "You know what? You uh, you you've got nine out of ten things on my list," and he's like, "Oh God." <laughs> you can see his face drop right there. And then she goes, and you know what? I've made up this other list of things that we can talk about if we run into things in conversation and here's your copy. <laughs> 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 so there, there's a beautiful thing about what not to do. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Date my numbers, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I say just go back to being genuine. You know, yes. Be, be genuine, be vulnerable, share who you are, see if the guy matches. Like it's it's not... Just because there's chemistry doesn't mean this is your guy. You know, yeah. Yeah, there's a continual, there has to be a continual exploration of, the, you know, do we actually match? Does is, You know, if I say I'm 35, my clock is ticking and I want children. This guy already has three kids. He doesn't want any more. Yeah. But yet my hormones are raging because yeah. he's really good looking. <laughs> you know, you that's good information, you know. Yes. <laughs> it's information that yes. you need to know. And and if you go in anyway, then there's no you know there's no wonder about why you end up getting hurt in the end. You know why?
0: And you know, of course, if that if you are dating and both of you have got kids, you mm-hmm. know, you know, one that is a difficult one because of course you know the families are going to come together. Um, mm-hmm. There's always Brady going to bunch. be oh yeah, and they're not all going to be hum uh, <laughs> yeah. Um You know, and you we have to expect that. And and so it's it's about open dialogue with everybody, you know that relationship fractal you have between you. You need to have with the whole family again. Everybody knowing what they mean to each other, and you know understanding and not expecting anything more. You know this yeah. is how we dialogue. This is what I can you know um, really say, and this is uh, they you know I can be a participant. I like, you know whatever, um, and then it just it defines and gives clarity to the basis of a relationship and understanding where you stand so when you come together it isn't just about you it's about how can you meld these families together with respect and dignity of embracing everybody's individuality
1: yeah and you know it's a a tough thing to juggle and and again like not just because i'm a counselor do i recommend counseling in that situation but you know how like that's a tough thing for two people who've never done it before to know how to navigate their way through it so You know, get yourself some help, is what I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you may fall madly in love and then the kids decide, if you marry him, I'm leaving
1: home. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, they may hate him. And, and in fact, a lot of the default is, you know, he's not my dad. I'm going to hate him just because I can. Exactly. Or I'm going to go live
0: with dad and, you know, the whole thing. And so. Yeah, the threats start. Yeah. And so I think if it becomes something, everybody sits down. This is who we are. This is why we love each other. We know that this is going to be a journey. Let's do it together yeah and yeah. I think that's something you've got to realize if you're marrying somebody or wanting a relationship with somebody with younger kids or you know teenage kids any kids any kids are going to have an opinion but obviously when they're older out on their own it's a little easier I mean my you know yeah. my, my brother hated my mother having relationships and mm-hmm. um, you know she was a widow at 46 and so he, oh. he kind of hated her having relationships you know wow. why who knows Uh never dealt with it that you know kind of Jeopardize every single one of them. Wow. Um, you know, my kids aren't like that. I just haven't dated in
1: years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I just went to a friend's wedding and her daughter, actually, her daughter's in her early 20s now, and she got up to the microphone and said, You know, when I was 12 and, you know, your partner came along into your life and I felt suddenly like I lost best friend because we would do everything mm-hmm. together. And so I just totally resented that relationship and made your life hell. Until one day, a few years later, when I got to grow up a bit, and I was looking over at you two together, and what I saw was, you know, my mom is happy. Yeah. mom is happy, and that's what made the difference for her. It's like, you know, she... She, she got out of her own ego, moment. yeah. Yeah, and realized that, you know, she does have her, must, her mom's best interests at heart, as her mom has hers, and it's not just all about her, and so... You know, those, those, sometimes you have to wait a few years for
0: your teens to grow out of them but they do I just uh, did a wonderful interview with uh, Susan Allison on her book called Our Spirits Dance and it's mm. about a second marriage and it's about how she and her husband wrote poetry to each other from the time they first met each other oh, nice. and uh, they kept it and it's now in a book and he's gone but it's Aww. still about the love that they have between each other. Still to this day, the light and the flame that she still, you know, hears feels from him, and you know, she. Both of them were married when they met. Uh, in not oh, wow. in happy marriages, but they were children, and it was like, you know, should I stay? The duty, the this and that. But the relationship between them was just so strong. Um, hmm. They had to honor it, and they had 17 years together before he died. But that poetry you know, they they worked on that love and they honoured it and respected it and that's what kept it so alive.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they had to sacrifice a lot to have it, and so it mm-hmm. probably
0: made it even more precious. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's something we have to realize when we get into a relationship. You you don't get into a business and say, okay, now I've signed the deal, I can sit back and relax. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't, you don't take a business partner and say, okay, you can do everything, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. You know that you have to be a participant. Uh, you have to be interactive and, you know, you've mm-hmm. got to step up to the plate and each one of you are going to have some strengths and some are going to have some weaknesses and embrace what each of they are and you're going to have to work together. And yeah. that's the only way you're going to keep that relationship strong.
1: Mm-hmm. And you have to know who who your business partner is going in. Yeah. Because if you don't know who they are, they could uh, take all the money and run. Like you've got to be... Yeah pretty clear like and that's the thing that people look people look at it that way in business because they're clear like there's money on the table exactly and my you know my my livelihood my career on the table so i need to i really need need to do my due diligence and delve into who this person is but in a relationship we you know get the big hormonal charge and Uh that overrides all of our logic
0: (laughs) all of our sensibilities go right out window don't they Uh, oh what
1: (laughs) prenup i don't need
0: a prenup
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's, it sounds terrible, but doing a business plan for a relationship might not be a bad idea. I don't idea. think it
0: would be a bad idea either. You know, I think it's, again, no, in a way, you place in each other's life, what role, um, you know, yeah. and to uh, what you do, you know, verbalize what you expect and need from that person. And that if you cannot give it to each other, whom do you trust on the, you know, in, within the friendship pool? Mm-hmm. Um, to you know, help make those decisions, or you know, help and support one another, you know, mm-hmm. when needed. And I think those type of things will strengthen the relationship.
1: Yeah, yeah, you need people, you know, you need, and you need you need more than just your mate. You know, you need you need that support system around you, able to help you with everything, including your relationship.
0: I mean, you know, how many times do you hear they got married and I never see them anymore? You yeah. know, and I think that's something that you have to make date nights with your friends you know they were your buddies you did everything together before he came along yes marriage takes precedence now but don't forget who your friends are because you need them they complete you you complete your circle and you need that frivolous fun sometimes just to get out and go do things and you need to be there for
1: them too Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be a two way street. And that's where, you know, getting your needs met by you can't get all of your needs met by one source. So like you have to, you know, find other have other people in your life and have a support network and you have your family and keep the, keep your relationships strong. Like most most of the people that are happy are the people that have strong relationships, not that have money or that have yeah. the Penthouse department. It's like if they have strong relationships and and often a good spiritual basis then those are the happier people you'll find.
0: And, you know, you know, strong relationships with, you know, the the children, the families, uh, strong mm. relationship with friends, um, mm. you know, strong with relationships with their faith, no matter what. it, yeah. And, you know, and, and that, I think, you know, that respect and that value of each other.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I actually am a perfect example of that because when I um, first started my counseling program in... Um, when know, was it 2006? I had this facade of this life that you know people would have looked on and envied, and yet I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And now the facade has fallen away. But my relationship with my like I, I never had a strong relationship with my mom, and now I just adore my mom. You know, I'm I'm happily married. I have the strongest, closest friendships I've had in my life now. And um, I'm happier than ever. I'm not, well, I'm not ripped, you're living in your truth, and
0: you're, you're living in your diva. Um, yeah. In your diva, your dreams, inspirations, visions, and aspirations. And when yeah. you become true and honor those, then you know why you're here. You're living a life of dignity mm. with meaningful purpose, yeah. and you radiate that light. And that's the light that people are drawn
1: to. Yeah, and it's important. It's important that people fulfill that that within themselves.
0: Yeah. yeah let's just go to the statement you are who you sleep yeah with. i mean it's just, just just tap on that a little bit <laughs>
1: it's well my big eye opener about this was like I, I say you have matching luggage you always have matching luggage with whoever you sleep and it goes back to the love meter it's like your love meter is only up to 50 the other half is going to be full of you know gooey sticky neediness that you think is love and it's not and so Whoever you're in relationship with, that they're, they are going to be on that same level. And so um, even though, you know, I, I had a guy at one point that I was dating that, I, and I was at my dating all-time low. Like I had, in my mid-30s, I met the guy that I thought was the one and and was, you know, head over heels, mentally in love. And when that relationship fell apart, I was like, okay. If, so if relationship isn't the thing you know that's going to fulfill me then you know what is and i really went on a still quest and before i could get i had to dig in hard
0: <laughs> i really had to
1: go, go in you know to the to my Barker moments and so i met this guy that i was dating and he was a really difficult personality like he would actually see things that weren't there like he would like he'd go into my emails and and read the oh. imaginary emails from men that didn't even exist and and um you know, so it was a it was a difficult time for me, and one that was the wake up call. And that was when I heard that prop that premise was that you are who you sleep with, and I was like, no, mm, there's no way. You know, there's no way that my behavior because I was looking at it in terms of behavior, I don't behave like this. This guy is nuts, <laughs> you know. And um, and yet I dated him for I don't know six months, and and my counselor said, well, what's keeping you there? Yeah. And that was that was the whole eye opener. It's like okay, so that's where we meet. It's like I'm feeling some weird sense of obligation because this guy, you know, wants me so badly that that it's sticking me in this relationship that's unhealthy. It's keeping. Let's let's
0: talk about that. You know, relationships that for some reason we're too scared to leave, or we feel obligated to stay. You know how do you get out of a relationship that's just not serving you well
1: you know that answer is different for each person because it depends like there's some some women you know they've been in in a physically abusive marriage for 20 years and um you know they need a lot of support around them to be able to get out and it and it takes time like it doesn't always take you know, it's not like you just leave one day and you're gone. You know, you're in a, a marriage protection program, and suddenly, guy mm-hmm. can't find you. But he knows where to find you, especially yeah. if you have shared children. So here's this abusive man that's going to continue to be in your life. So, and is a matter of you know, in that case, unraveling, slowly unraveling, taking baby steps to to get out of your situation. Whereas if you know you've only been dating for six months, it's a bit easier. So that answer is really different for each person. And. And if they're struggling with it, it's a good time to get again get in touch with what they want. What I really want here. What is my heart's desire? Do I want to hurt this person? No, but I, you know, I can tell them that. I can say the last thing I want is to hurt you but this just doesn't feel right for me.
0: I mean, if you're, you know, when somebody comes home dreading their car pulling up the driveway, mm-hmm. it's an indication you don't want to be in that relationship. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, this is time to kind of, you know, stop wasting time, you know, selling yourself short. What are you feeling obligated to? Because you're not obligated to stay with anyone that you can not mm-hmm. truly love and be in partnership with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And there's also a second piece to that puzzle because... I think that's where a lot of people find it uh, too easy to leave, is that, you know, this, oh, okay, I, suddenly I'm not being fulfilled, suddenly I'm not, this person isn't responding to me the way that I want them to, suddenly, you know, or or not not suddenly, but maybe over time. And so um, what I think is important first is that you need to know that you have actually gone in and asked, shown up, asked for your needs to be met, talked about what you want, had those conversations where... You know, you're saying if, there, if there's some bad behavior, this behavior isn't okay. Like, you take, Because if you don't do that first, you're just going to repeat the pattern over and over in the next relationship. So sometimes you can salvage your relationship. Sometimes through the process of opening yourself up, you actually open each other up and your, your relationship can be salvaged and become even more intimate. Um, so, if, so it's a matter of showing up in your own relationship first and seeing what happens in that before you move on. And that, that's what I would say to people. Yeah yeah
0: I mean you know we have to work in a relationship and when a relationship doesn't work we've actually got to work to get out of it too Um, don't just stay complacency or you know who else is nobody's ever going to love me like he does Mm -hmm. Uh, you know just this one didn't work and so you need to do some work on yourself uh, out there for yourself so that you can enter another relationship that has a better chance
1: yeah, well, I say the best way to do it is in the relationship before you leave it. Yeah, yeah. and
0: that's, that has to be, you know, willing on both sides.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like if you're, if you're showing up vulnerably saying, you know, this isn't working for me anymore and this is what I really want and I care about you, and, um, but I'm having these feelings lately where I'm feeling disconnected and I don't know what to do, can we talk about it? And if the person says, yeah, screw you, I'm going to the pub with my buddies, that's a right. pretty good indicator. Yeah. They're not interested. <laughs> you know? but why, why do you thinks, think men are yeah. so
0: afraid of marriage counseling? Is it because they feel that they're being criticized?
1: That's, you know, it's funny because that, I've asked several men that, and that's what they um, say that they're expecting, is that they're expecting that they're going to have to go and be the ones that need to change. And um, I think there's also another component to that is that, um, because women are sort of the more emotional beings, you know, ca- counseling requires us to go into our emotional field and, you know, have a different agreement with our emotions, and it's a really uncomfortable place for men. Yeah. Men, men aren't as comfortable in, with their emotions as women. I mean, that's a generalization, um, but most part it is, like, they, they don't have as easy access as we do to, you know, you know share, this, share our feelings, so it's a difficult thing yeah.
0: yeah, and we have to kind of, you know, allow that. You know, this isn't about criticism. This is about, you know, mending and healing.
1: Yeah, it's about learning to work together in a new way, so we can both be fulfilled.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mhm. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot that we have to kind of do, isn't there, in um, in a relationship? But you know, we we also have to look at the fact that you know, relationship shouldn't have to be so hard to be worked on. You know, it's it's not about work, work. You know, things should. Going low, and if it becomes that like heavy work, then again, there's something you're doing wrong there. Uh, you need an easier system, or it's just telling you something. Um, but you know, when we say work on relationship, it's just those certain key points, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and and I mean, there's you know, if you've had a 50 year marriage, like there's some people that stayed together forever, and if they've had a 50 year marriage. There's going to be times in their marriages where things may have been difficult for years. Like it may not, you know, that there may not be have been an easy solution. Like it could be, you know, teenage children that are difficult or, um, you know, your mother had to come and live with you because, or his mother had to come and live with you because, you know, she's um, ailing or, you know, something like that. Like there could be difficult periods for years. But, yeah, if you can keep the communication open... Um, that's where you know you can still feel good about your commitment to the other person and and sometimes you may struggle there too and and, you know it's just a matter of again to delve into yourself and realize what you want and showing up and asking for your needs to be met and and you know asking whether the other person where they're at and seeing if you meet
0: and i think you know allowing each other to grow and grow with each other is very very important yeah yeah I mean, yeah. you know, who you are yesterday is going to be different to who you are tomorrow, and embracing those changes—not like, well, you're not the woman I no, married. I'm not. No, I've evolved <laughs> and grown. Yeah, you know, and it's—you're not meant to be yeah. the same, you know. And you're meant to grow together and support as growth, and you know that's yeah. There, the adventure.
1: There's a saying that my ex used to say to me. He said, "You know, women spend their whole relationship wishing that their man would change, and the men spend the whole relationship wishing that." he was he could still be married to the girl he met yeah exactly <laughs> and, you know, what's wrong with her
0: you know yeah. um, and uh you know of course um y- you get the thing of like you know you're so much like my dad and it's like oh you know you're so much like my mother um and uh, you know it's it's as you said that be aware of that meter gauge uh, and be aware that that's the kind of relationship you're going to go after. So look at what kind of relationship you did have with your mother, or you did have with your father, and look at that. You're going to repeat that if you don't, you know, look at that meter gauge and work, you know, work things out before you get there.
1: Mm-hmm. And it all goes back to your feelings. Like what, whatever the feeling is that's mixed up with what feels like love to you, is where you need to to put some focus and and get some information from. Hmm.
0: So relationships after 40, um, I mean, how many people I know that, you know, the second marriage or third marriage has been the real happy one. Um, and then, you know, a lot of women I know, you know, at 40 plus have just said that the relationship they either had with the husband because they both decided to work together all the relationship that they had with their second marriage um, or second relationship was just so much more truer because they were truer to themselves
1: Mm, that's lovely yeah, that, and it makes a lot of sense. because like, we as as we get older, we define ourselves more, and I, you know, I think we get a little more in tune with what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we we learn we get life experience, and we learn what's really important. And so, like you say, don't sweat the small stuff. The little things don't mean as much, and we learn to you know pick pick our battles, and we learn to um, you know focus on the things that that you you love and the people you love more as you get older, as you define yourself. But I
0: also think the huge thing is is that, you know, the forty is is um, you know, the new thirty and Mm -hmm. you know fifty and sixty and that, you know, my mum was a widow at forty six and she was stopped being invited to parties. You know, you're now meant to take up good works and and uh, you know, bridge and you know we we emigrated to south africa where she discovered her diva and her you know her life and my goodness you know i'm coming home from school one day and there's my mother on a motorcycle wearing a wig (laughs) with her arms around the guy and it's like what this was a pearls and tweed you know a club member (laughs) uh and you know she found herself completely and you know um and you know but she was you know 46 48 when um, when we were over there and it's uh, you know it's was something like what at that age and now you know how many people at 40 50 60 70 are saying you know life is to be lived don't put an age barrier on it don't put well you know now i'm this or now i'm that it means that you're at a different maturity and that you you can make better decisions because of your life experiences but it doesn't mean you kind of put yourself in the bottom drawer and you know get dusty get it means now you know how to and what you want in life so go out and
1: get it Exactly. Yeah, I, I met a seventy-two-year-old man on a ski lift one day. You know, he he gets up every day and and he skis for half a day before he gets on with whatever it else he is doing. Exactly. You know, and my role model. I'm like, I want to be on a ski lift. When I'm <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> and you know, like if you haven't got a guy in your life and and that's okay Um, you know the relationships with your girlfriends if you have the means let's go on a cruise together let's go on a holiday together let's make it that at least twice a month we go out for lunch or go out for dinner and we get dressed up and we do something and you know participate in life because that's the only way you're going to keep life alive that's
1: right yeah my mom is 91 and she's still cruising like she lives by herself she still goes on cruises every year, and this uh, this coming year, with, um, I have three sisters, we're all going to go on a cruise together, and, you know, she, she's not giving up. Bravo, bravo, here.
0: bravo. Yeah. Um, you know, my mom is 94 and been bedbound for the last five years, Aww. and uh, it, and just, you know, it's it become quite a strain on the entire family, and, yeah, and uh, uh, you know, nobody wishes her ill, but at the same time, you know, her life has just become existence, and she's lonely and she's sad but you know she decided to she did do those cruises and things at that age and then around 75 so you know later some gave up and just became old
1: yeah, yeah that's too bad it, it makes me sad when I hear that for people because I mean and and you know what I don't know what it's like to be 95 so who am I to say
0: yeah mm-hmm. but you know the, the motto of things if we don't use it we lose it you know yeah and and that, and that goes into yeah. relation whether it's a relationship with a partner or whether it's relationships with our friends or family you know we, we have to participate in them we we have to you know be proactive otherwise we do lose mm. them
1: yeah absolutely like every like everything you know it takes nurturing just like having the relationship is like a child you know it, it needs nurturing
0: and there's going to be relationships you're going to say goodbye to along the line because they no longer serve you or you've just taken different paths. You know, thanks for the memories and move on.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That's, that's another place where I encourage people to show up before they just head out because a lot of the time I think that, you know, we leave things out of reaction instead yeah. of, um, again, learning to stretch ourselves to say, you know, my feelings were really hurt when you said such and such, or, you know, just any, anything that could happen in a relationship, because things do, and, and um, you know, I, I would prefer that people learn to um, step in before they walk away and, and see what the response is first. You like, know, like, I, be-
0: I embrace your new journey and your direction that you're going, however it's not a journey I can take with you. I wish you well.
1: Yeah, and like Sarah did with her last night, like, she, mm-hmm. she's, oh, on, the, on the Bachelor in Paradise, she said i felt really weird last night like this just wasn't what i was expecting or wanting and i felt really rejected and gave him an opportunity to step up to the plate and he didn't and he didn't and so i think you have to do that with your friends i think you have to do that with everybody in your life
0: yes i agree completely you know um just because you've been friends forever doesn't mean that you know it's it's meant to be that you travel the same path forever uh, yeah. You can support people and and not be in their lives day in and day out. Um, and you can support people if they have to take a totally different journey to you. It's not like, yeah. well, you're leaving. So, you know, go and I don't care. It's like, I can't go with you. Stay in touch and let me know what happens, you know, yeah. and, you know, send them off with goodwill because don't sell yourself short and don't sever bridges just because you can't take that same journey
1: yeah absolutely and it doesn't mean if you know if somebody's going to do something like just because uh you know somebody moves to South Africa doesn't mean you can't be in touch exactly exactly yeah.
0: absolutely I've lived all over the world I've still in touch yeah. with people that's what the beauty yeah. of Facebook is <laughs> 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 I've connected with people from all sorts of places in the world through Facebook which is fantastic <laughs> so we've just got to make the effort so talking yeah. about that when you let everybody know please how they book how they can find you for for counselling and how they can find you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. My website is easy once you know the title of my book. You just go to the com, and on there through the website if you're interested in my book, you can um get it through the website. They'll it'll hook you through to Amazon. But there's also some resources is on there. There's some free videos and there's some blogs you can keep up with my um my writing and um, I'm also going to have a few surprise things coming out. So if you want to give me your email, I promise I won't abuse it, and or be a frequent flyer. But I'm um, <laughs> yeah, happy to keep you abreast of anything that's that's coming up. And also, you know, if you've heard this conversation and you have some questions, or you just want to talk for a half an hour, and I can, you know, help steer you in a direction that you need to go, I'm more than happy to help. So please, if you want a bit of help, I'm 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 there for you. Excellent, wonderful. Yeah.
0: This was fun. This was really it great. Was. Yeah, and yeah. You know, and like, yeah, you know, relationships, they can be hard and uh, they can be challenging. But as with everything in life, it gets easier and easier the more organic or authentic you are to it. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, if you're working that hard, it means you're doing something wrong. You know, I urge people to understand and what role that person plays in your life so you know the clarity and the definitions and don't put expectations on people beyond what they're designed to be there for hmm. and always be open always be honest and always be willing to be vulnerable and respect that vulnerability in return nice okie dokie my dear well thank you very much and we have got to meet in person
1: i'd love that yes yeah, we happen to be your uh, neighbor's <laughs> we are neighbours so yeah. most
0: certainly we have to do that and uh, the beauty of the internet is that this is around the world I presume you do um, Skype interviews as well you bet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. excellent so it doesn't matter where we are through uh, the, this wonderful world we can reach around the world so yeah fantastic so, so you know folks please do not believe you have to have all the answers that's what mm-hmm. you know um, people are here for this is what um. Uh, you know, um our wonderful guest here today, Marion is here for she's here to guide you, you know, uh she got the manual. Um and uh you, you can use it in any way that you feel is going to help you enhance your own relationship with yourself first so you could have a good relationship with the people in your life. perfectly put (laughs) (laughs) okay so thank you so much Marion it's been great having you on the show everybody please learn to be kind and love yourself because that is the answer for the universe until the next time, bye for now